0: Um, how are
1: you, James? How are you doing? Uh, good. I had a good day at work today, so it was nice to say that I was back to work. Um,
0: how was that? Uh, what is that? Just outdoor dining? Right
1: yeah, a little bit outdoor dining, so finally life is getting back to semi normal, other than the fact that I have to wear this god awful face shield over my mask. Oh, wow. Which I haven't quite figured out how that does me any good when I'm outside with an open face mask, but okay. Um so that's a little bit tough but other than that everything is uh Hollywood's is hunky dory over here
2: Hollywood's
1: um nice. but you how are you guys doing today uh,
2: good good yeah yeah, yeah. say excited. hi to micah he is watching what's up
0: micah
2: hey uh, yeah things are, things are good i'm downsizing my closet so if you want any um sparkly dresses
0: you yeah. know i'm pretty sure things sure. are looking for some.
2: exactly <laughs> yeah so
1: I could look into that. It's funny. I kind of did a similar uh, similar thing where you know we're just going through stuff, and uh, I have a lot of collectible figurines, mostly from GI Joe, uh, that I needed to get rid of, mm-hmm. and so I sent them back to to my friend's house, uh, back in Connecticut, my my old childhood friend, and uh, just sent them like you know kind of a little fun care package, if you will, and he lives on Elm Drive, uh, not Elm Street, but Elm Drive. But as a joke, uh, for my for my return address, I put my name as Fred Krueger and so i sent it as fred krueger from glendale and then it arrived to him and his mom called him and was like you got a package from somebody named fred do you know anybody named fred and he's like no and she's like well it's he's like what, what was the name He's she said well it says fred krueger <laughs> <laughs> you don't know anybody named fred do you and he was like it's probably jamie it's not you know it's not don't worry about it. And she goes and I guess she responded by saying, oh, I thought I heard him in the box. And he was like, what? And he was at work. So he just kind of let it go. But he said he got back home and she was like, yeah, the pack. Who is Fred? And he's like, Mom, it's not it's Freddy Krueger. It's a joke. It's just Jamie. And She's like, oh, And he's like, what did you mean you thought you heard him in the box? She's like, I didn't know what you were talking about with Jamie. I didn't understand. So it was pretty hilarious that this whole mix-up. He's like, you've seen all the movies. Why didn't you get this? <laughs>
0: oh, hilarious. Oh my God. So,
1: anyways, I just thought that was kind of a funny story.
0: Maybe Fred was Freddy's dad or something. And she's like, oh, okay, I guess it's
2: not No, that his way. dad was a bunch of...
0: Oh, yeah, uh, a bunch of... Uh, yeah. Uh, right, yeah. Uh, his
2: <laughs>
0: dad was a bunch of dads.
2: <laughs> <Probably>.
0: Um... <laughs> Yeah. On that note. On the, yeah, let's, um, let's not talk about that. That's oh, one, yeah. of, the, Think, one things, of the more
2: darker storylines. <laughs>
0: things have been brighter than that, I guess. Uh,
2: no, things are good with us. Uh, things are good. Uh, some prospects maybe in the future we'll talk about after. Remind us after the podcast because we can't really talk about it on social media. Okay. happening? Uh, but there's a bigger reason why I am downsizing my stuff. Um that's out there. Maybe, potentially. Who knows? Whatever. Anyways.
1: <laughs> well, I think only Micah is listening right now. So as long as Micah doesn't tell anybody that we're all good.
0: Micah is oh. fucking blabbermouth. He is he, you don't I you don't know don't you even start Micah, Micah posts
2: <laughs> a lot on social media, so I'm just gonna keep it on the D L here. So if Micah wants to know he can personally text me. Um that's, that's... but yeah. We have five watchers right now, so who, oh, who oh knows? No. I don't. I'm pretty sure I don't even know half of them. Maybe I do. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. Well,
1: as a little shout out, as a fun, as a fun note, my I have a brother named Micah, and it is him and his husband's anniversary today. Their one year anniversary of oh. getting married. Oh, nice.
0: So, very cool.
1: So a year ago today, I was sitting on a beach in Grenada, and it was very good.
0: Oh man. I thought that was gonna turn into a war story. <laughs> <laughs> Back no, at WW Toast to that. Happy anniversary to them.
1: Cheers. Cheers.
0: Oh man. So yeah, I'm excited about this one. This uh this I I know the story because um I mean I um <clears> I worked in an escape room that based one of the rooms on this story, <laughs> which uh, is kind of messed up, um, but but um, yeah. And I'm also really curious about your story, the possession of uh, Annalise. Rose? Is that what Annalise Mitchum. Mitchum. yeah, sorry. Well, let's do the intro um,
2: first before we get into Okay, yeah, so I was just talking about it, alright. Yeah, okay. No, um, I mean,
0: you yeah, Welcome the shit. to, uh, Welcome to Hollywood's Haunted, the podcast, where we discuss everything from hauntings and ghosts, to murders, to aliens, to, uh, oh, La Llorona, <laughs> to the... Terrible things that happen underneath Hollywood. Uh, you're gonna um, hate, you're gonna
2: hate me, but can you do that one more time? Because I'm pretty sure I was talking oh, to
1: you Oh did you guys hear somebody got arrested yesterday for altering the Hollywood sign to say Holly Boob? Holly
2: Boob. Like yeah. what is that? Like,
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> um, like, Holly
1: let's call it Holly Boobs Haunted.
2: Oh
0: <laughs>
1: Like oh, we're left. changing the
0: podcast. It's
2: all changed. Oh like, Just
1: for this week, in honor of those du- six dumbasses getting arrested for changing it. But,
2: like, Hollyweed almost makes sense, but yeah. Hollyweed, what is...
1: Yeah, it doesn't make any... Yeah, Hollyweed is great. Hollyboob is, like... It's funny because it says boob, but it doesn't make much sense.
2: Yeah. Like, and, like, six people were arrested. It's, like, is, is that really worth it? It's
0: totally worth it. Yep. Hollyboob. Boob. <laughs> <laughs>
2: boob. So
0: the <laughs> oh, the you know they're being put away.
2: Boo! Okay, watch your head. Yeah, whatever. Boop! <laughs> <laughs> you what You're the you? boob guy! Oh my god. That's, All
0: like, right. that's like a very small step above the like QAnon shaman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we knew this world was going to go to hell once the uh, Democrats got elected into office. And <laughs> there, there it <laughs> and
0: is. Hollywood turned into holly boobs. Without you guys even noticing. Oh, sorry. Don't scratch the
2: inner side of your leg right, on camera, please. Sorry,
0: right, God. <laughs> it crawls on me everywhere. Ooh, um, don't blame
2: the cat. She's I, not even in this room right now. No, it's like,
0: <laughs> all over my legs. So I itch.
2: Uh, okay. Well, specific just be curious. Just, um, be careful. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey,
0: right, welcome to Holly Boops Haunted.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: there it is. <laughs> <laughs> shakalaka.
0: Welcome to Hollywood's Haunted, the podcast where we discuss everything from hauntings and ghosts to the terrible underbelly of Tinseltown. Our hosts today are Jameson <laughs> over Zen. Um, I
2: who's already drunk.
0: <laughs> I've only have only had a quarter of this one beer. This is my first beer. <laughs> this is going to be a, a boob podcast. <laughs> Holly boob.
2: Holly boob. Holly boob. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, our host today jameson carbano hello no. we're uh, in glendale bano guess- carbano carbano Car-b- and myself patrick Bean. um
2: i'm pretty sure it's pronounced Car-bon-o. <laughs>
0: it's Carbano. it's Carbano, carbenio
1: <laughs> patrick Ann. is that right <laughs>
2: Es- it's beyond. It's es- beyond. <laughs> beyond.
0: beyond. Um, and our cameraman, camera woman. Sorry, Tia is it's okay. It's gender be, non-specific. That's true. Yes. Um, camera person. She yes, camera person. Cameras um, don't have balls. And the person, <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> Wait. No. But or cameras boobs. Have vaginas. Uh,
1: cameras do not have boobs either. That's hilarious.
0: Oh man. Oh no, this
2: is sure. a character proof. Uh, yeah, right.
0: Oh. Nice <laughs> rocky start. Um so yeah, today we're gonna be doing You uh, didn't even say
2: my name. Oh yeah,
0: sorry. <laughs> Camera person CMR. <Tia> <laughs> no, I don't have
2: people on and I look gross, so they know what I look like. Look at my Facebook profile.
0: She's actually a robot. Yes, I am all right. It. Let's be serious because um,
2: this is kind of a serious yeah, topic. Yes, it's actually Semi- a very serious topic. Serious. Um, Molly <laughs> Boop, oh. <laughs> you
0: funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah she uh, she said it again. Oh, man, that's, no, it. that's the last one. No.
2: I'm the drunk one, so uh-huh. it's. That's no,
1: did we leave the story in about how, why we keep saying Holly boob do it? Like, do, did you leave that part in or should we read? No, we're
2: we're going
0: to still leave
1: all we'll that leave it
2: in. No, Okay. Of all course right. we're going to leave that in.
1: I just didn't know if that if that gets edited out, everyone's like, why do they keep yelling Holly boob? What's going
0: You're on?
2: We're not editing this right now, but. Uh- <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> um, But yeah, I'm excited on this episode. I, mostly because um, accidentally I was studying yours for a little bit. We were listening <laughs> to a podcast about yours and, I was getting really into it, and then I was like, "Oh, wait a minute! I'm doing the Blanche Monnier one."
1: I, it would have been great had you not figured that out, and then I, you know, you're like, "You go first. and I'm like, "All right, I'm going to do the story." <laughs> <about> <laughs> and you're like, oh, "And man,
0: cut. I, was, <laughs> I was worried about that when we did the murder surprise one. I was like, "Man, if someone else does the story I did, and oh, yeah. I'm going to be pissed."
2: Oh yeah. Surprise!
0: Someone. By the
2: way, on the next murder surprise, nobody can do the Van Nuys uh, samurai Porn Murders. Those are mine. Oh Thank damn you. it! Know, right?
0: The surprise.
2: It won't be a surprise, but actually, oh. no, it's too because I know you guys have no idea. Um, or will not remember. Well, just don't Google it, so you're fine. Right. Uh, uh,
0: don't you do it, James. But no, Dude. seriously,
2: I thought I was going tonight, so I did a ton of research on the Cecil Hotel. Yeah. Messaged Teresa yesterday, and Teresa was like, oh my god, I'm like in the middle of my research right now. I thought it wasn't till next week. What?
0: And then we checked the schedule and it's like, oh shit. No, she
2: sent us the schedule because (laughs) we don't even, I don't even know where it is because I'm professional. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) She sent us the schedule and then we're like, oh shit. And so then I call Pat from work and I'm like, you need to come up with your Blanche Monnier story in four hours by tonight. (laughs) But, But yeah, luckily you wanted to do it on Tuesday and but, you know, anyways, it's a story he already knows stuff about, so.
0: Nice. Yeah, like I said, like, yeah, I, I started working at this escape house, and this was one of the rooms. They called it a, a, The Woman in the Attic, which, which I found out after doing research on this more, was uh, one of the names of the books that was written about <clears throat> the story, like a biography wow. about her, which is kind of messed up to make an escape room out of.
2: Yeah, like, and I, like, I wonder, not looking
0: back on it, like they did not have the rights to do that either. I know?
2: wonder where your bosses <laughs> at the time got the idea.
0: I think it was the it. people that designed. It might have been Dan and uh, uh, Connor. Shout out to Dan, <laughs> but, no, but not Connor. Mm, uh, <laughs> no, it's like I don't know. Maybe it's not. I don't know. It's you know. It's like you find an interesting story and you want to like work with it you know especially when you're working in the escape room business I don't know if you've ever done this have you ever done an escape room Jameson
1: I did a long time ago when I actually opened the hard rock in Boston they took us as like a group outing to do that and nice. uh, I'm like I'm not really into puzzles I, I'm just not very good at them and obviously going into one of those things is just like being a giant puzzle
0: you know you're, yeah. You're, yeah. you know It'll so.
2: your make or break your friend dynamic too because. <laughs> They'll Man. either have fun in the group, or someone's gonna hurt somebody's feelings. Yeah, you know?
0: I, I used to see so many um, breakups, groups, breakups yeah, <laughs> happen in, in escape rooms because uh, usually, like, no offense to guys, but usually these girls would find out how dumb the guy they're with is.
2: Or you controlling, know? <laughs> controlling
0: is you know, them, or yeah. needing
2: to be the center of attention, or not being able to admit they're wrong. Yeah, yeah or- like guys
0: have a really hard time admitting that they're not smart and they're not going to figure it out. So, like nine times out of ten, couples don't make it through, you know, because they're they're going to argue about something, or one person's going to say, "No, I'm for sure about this," you know. Um, not interesting. Nine. Huh. Maybe a little harsh, but. The worst was when, like, this guy came and did the room, and then came back with this girl and did the exact same room, just
2: to show that he knew. The show
0: that he knew how to do <laughs> it. Like, real, like, I mean, he's still paying. Smart for dude. You no, know? he's still paying for it, but it was still like
2: it's on, not illegal, man. you know. But
0: it's, it's pretty smart, man. Other guy, we had this in this room that was next door to the room about to talk about. Um, you had to text for the clues, so you they would give a thumbs up to the camera, and I would have it to 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 text them whatever the clue was. <clears throat> and I text this guy this clue because it was to text to his cell phone, and the girl would be like, "Well, what did he say? What did he say?" And he'd be like, "I don't know. He's not texting it to us." And then he'd be like, "Go and pretend to figure it out because I because t- <laughs> I texted him a hint, you know." <laughs> That's hilarious. like, like oh my god, man. <laughs> Like, that's funny.
1: He's not saying anything, but look, I found the key.
0: Exactly. Yeah, that's it's great. all the time. Um,
1: Who needs him, anyways? <laughs> you got me. That's great. That's great. So
2: I'm, I'm assuming <laughs> Pat decided he's going first. Why? Oh, because I'm talking. About you're already about talking you. about it, but um, that's fine.
0: No, I guess I'll go first.
2: Yeah, if that's okay with okay. James. and Yomi, please,
0: please. I thought, yeah, you're, it was a perfect segue. Um, sweet, cool. Um, so I got most of my information from medium.com, history to collection.com, and of course, our great friends,
2: wikipedia.com. You know, there's a murderpedia. Oh, wait, no, we went over yeah, this. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, <laughs> I did not get any of, any of my information from murderpedia this time.
0: Um, but there was not a murder, or was there? <laughs> no, there wasn't. Um, <laughs> just to clarify,
1: so, there, there was not, there was no murder. Uh,
0: yeah. all right so let's uh bring you into this um and uh yeah keep in the m- back of your head that yeah this was a, a this was a basis for an escape room which is kind of ingenious because when, when you think about it it's like oh no wonder they use this story
2: is it ingenious or is it a capitalizing on a poor woman's story uh, a little of both <laughs>
0: yes. uh, i'm going to talk about uh blanche monnier um she, well, I'll get, I'll get into it. Let's just uh, jump right in. So one day in May 1901, the Attorney General of Paris receives a strange letter. Um, and the letter says, uh, Monsieur Attorney General. And it's in a French accent. Actually <laughs> She wrote in a French accent. All, this is all written in French. And this is just translated. Okay. Um, I have the honor to inform you of an exceptionally serious occurrence. I speak of a spinster who is locked up in Madame Monnier's house, half starved and living on a putrid litter for the past 25 years, in a word, in her own filth. The note was handwritten and unsigned, but the Attorney General was so disturbed by its contents that he decided to investigate immediately. Uh, the police made a customary search of the estates, and they did not come across anything out of the ordinary until they noticed a incredibly putrid odor coming from one of the upstairs rooms. Upon further investigation, it was revealed that the door had been padlocked shut. They broke the lock and broke into the room, and the room was pitch black, and the only window in the room had been shuttered closed, uh, like um, walls, uh, I'm sorry, walls uh, nails into wood, shuttered closed and hidden behind thick curtains the stench mm-hmm. in the dark chamber was so over- overwhelming that one of the officers ordered the window to be broken as the sunlight streamed in policemen saw the odor was due to rotting scraps of food that littered the floor surrounding a decrepit bed to which an emaciated woman was chained and this was blanche monnier la de Poitiers. is uh, i guess what they would call her in french but that was actually what they called her after the um, this broke in the newspaper because uh, Blanche Monnier is from the family Monnier, which grew up in Poitiers, uh, France. They were big uh, aristocrats, very wealthy family. Um, Blanche Monnier had, hadn't seen the sun in over two decades. She had been com- kept completely naked and chained to her bed since the time of her mysterious disappearance 20, 25 years earlier. Unable to even get up to relieve herself, the now middle-aged woman was covered in her own filth and surrounded by the vermin that had been lured in by the rotting scraps. The horrified policemen were so overwhelmed by the smell of filth and decay that they were unable to stay in the room for even a few minutes. Blanche had been there for 25 years. She was immediately taken to a hospital while while her mother and brother were placed under arrest. The unfortunate woman was lying completely naked on a rotten straw mattress. All around her was formed sort of a crust made of excrement, fragments of meat, vegetables, fish, and rotten bread. We also saw oyster shells and bugs running across Mademoiselle Monnier's bed. The air was so unbreathable, the odor given off by the room was so rank that it was impossible for us to stay any longer to proceed with our investigation. When the police were raiding her home, Madame Monnier was sitting in her living room completely calm. Her brother was still living in the house, which kind of um, shows that the mother was manipulating um, the family. Um, I mean, obviously she's locked away her daughter and her son is hanging out in the house with her being locked up, not doing anything. You know, so something's obviously not right, you know. Um so the like I said, the Poitiers are a very well-known uh family in France. Uh or I'm sorry, the Monniers from the city of Poitiers. Uh the former head of the family and director of the Poitiers Arts faculty, Emily or Emile Monnier died in 1879. His wife, Madame Louise Monnier, received an award from the Committee of Good Works for her financial con- contributions to the city. The son, Marcel Monier was a successful lawyer with his own family, a wife and daughter. <laughs> Blanche Monier was a beautiful young socialite in search of a suitor before her imprisonment in 19- 1876. Um, the Monier's prestigious reputation came crashing down once authorities discovered Blanche's living conditions and confinement. The news reported her captivity all over France and the people of Poitiers sought retribution against Marcel, who was her brother. Marcel's own family had to go into hiding to escape the anger of the mob. Um, so I said before that Blanche was a, a very beautiful. They mentioned that a lot. Uh, she was a, a, a French socialite because she was uh, in a very well-respected and uh, wealthy family. In 1876, she was uh, 25, and she told her mother, uh, Louise Monnier, that she fell in love with an older lawyer who lived nearby, and she wanted to marry him. Uh, this decision made her mother extremely unhappy, and there, in several of the articles that I read, they kind of mentioned that she was not happy with any suitor that uh, she ever had. It was always kind of like no one's ever good enough for him. Or for her. Mm. Um, and also, she didn't like this one in particular because she uh, she actually said that uh, she couldn't marry a penniless lawyer. He was apparently not a very good lawyer. Now we're not making tons of money at the time. Mm-hmm. And so she begged uh, her daughter not to marry him, you know, and she said, you know, you, you can't do anything to change my mind. So because she couldn't do anything, she decided to lock her up. Uh, Louise Monnier locked her daughter in a room for good, boarding the windows so that no sunlight, and most importantly, no one could see her. Uh, This left Blanche isolated from the whole world, apart from her parents, brothers, and servants around the house. She was not allowed to get off the bed in her room, nor was she allowed any sort of basic hygiene. For half of her life, Blanche laid in bed where she ate, urinated, and defecated. Blanche's parents told her friends and relatives that she was sent to some sort of boarding school in the United Kingdom, and due to her schedule, she was not able to come back home very soon. At the point where she was supposed to finish her study, the lies advanced to Blanche making a life of her own in Scotland, which separated her from any relatives in France. This is another one that in a couple of different uh, articles, one of them even said that they faked her death. Hmm. At the- she passed away Mm. but I guess this is you know 19 I mean late 1800s you know so there there was really just most of this is from uh all these articles are deriving most of their information from this news article that happened in France and it's only because Blanche was so uh the family was such prominent aristocrats you know that it became such a big story
2: and that's going to be like a common theme coming up especially with uh, when we get to the Elizabeth. Bathory story mm. with how much she got away, Madame Ree as well, how much your social status can kind of uh, absolve you of, you know, people will look the other way, you know, and a little bit of what we're dealing with now mm-hmm. with, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Money, money uh, uh, takes care of a lot of problems.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Oh, huh.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah it seemed as if blanche suddenly dropped off the face of the earth none of her friends knew where she was and her mother and brother mourned her and continued with their daily lives <laughs> and she was forgotten in the years past and the lawyer that she fell in love with actually passed away like really early on um so while she was locked up she was kind of like Um, the story, like one of the papers printed the story as like a love story As like, she loved this guy so much that she wouldn't give in, you know, she wouldn't give in to her mother's demands. You know, she just decided to stay locked up, I guess you could say, but she was chained to a bed.
2: Yeah. And he was, he was dead. So he wasn't even looking for her he
0: was exactly yeah yeah or also like they told him this whole story so you know he's like who is he to say but
2: after like a couple years you know he probably would have been like whoa Whoa, yeah what's up this is very strange you know but he passed on and you know that's unfortunate you know uh
0: when he and his um I'm sorry. When uh, Marcel and his mother were brought to court, he testified that Blanche was an angry woman who was full of rage. Um, this is that, his wife, or the, the... Uh, no. Mars Marcel is um, Blanche's brother.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, he was um, so saying is, Blanche was crazy.
0: Yeah, he's saying yeah, saying that she was just an angry woman, and that's why they had to lock her. Got it. Okay. Um, and they believed that she was mentally ill. He oh, said that God. only a crazy person would choose to stay in solitary confinement <laughs> over a room to break up with someone. Yeah. It's her fault. Yeah, right. Yeah. They figured that she must be crazy and deserve to be imprisoned. He also tried to claim that she never even tried to escape the room and that after they locked her in there, she simply accepted her fate and decided to stay obviously that was bullshit An entire group of policemen had to work together to take down the shutters from the window and there was no way the weak and starving blanche um who i forgot to mention i didn't even put this in there was actually 50 pounds when they took her out oh wow she was 50 years old and she was 50 pounds <laughs> yeah because she was 25 when at the time that she told her mother she was in love with this dude Then she locks her away for another 25 years. Neighbors came to testify at the trial, claiming they thought they could hear the screams of a woman shouting police out of of the blocked window. This is most likely where the anonymous letter came from. Someone probably noticed the screams that continued on for 25 years. I just remembered uh, Marcel was one of the
2: Clues. clues
0: in The Woman in the Attic. They make out Marcel to be a good guy. Be a, he was like he was the one that finally came clean and, and uh, wrote wrote the anonymous letter, hmm. which yeah. is bullshit because he just sat there and let his fucking sister get locked up like a douche. <laughs> um, once she was transported to the hospital, she mentioned how wonderful it is to smell the fresh, mesmerizing air. The doctors mentioned how incredible it is that she managed to even survive for so many years without, uh, movement. Uh, a big case took part where all of the Monnier family was interrogated. Uh, Louise Monier was arrested, but had died 15 days after her imprisonment from what the authorities think was a heart condition, but some people think that she drugged herself. <clears throat> of course, this is early hundreds. <coughs> There's really nowhere to find that out. Marcel Monnier, Blanche's brother, tried to defend himself by saying his mother was in charge of this crime. Despite the evidence that was provided, Marcel was sentenced to 15 years by playing a role in Blanche's mistreatment and even imprisonment. Should have been 25. Right, yeah. Even if now Blanche was free, life wasn't easy for her because of the 25 years of imprisonment, she developed several mental and health issues such as... Coprophilia, exhibitionism, and schizophrenia. Due to all these problems, she was commissioned to a psychiatric hospital where she died in um The story of Blanche Monnier, uh, I'm sure, seems familiar. The tale has lived on in pop culture references. Um, they even mentioned the show American Horror Story has touched on the imprisonment of Blanche Monnier a number hmm. of times. Um, when was that? I I didn't I didn't find out where um this was something I found out recently. Oh, I gotta I got look, look that,
2: that up. I didn't finish um, Apocalypse, which is fantastic.
1: Thank you didn't finish that one? Yeah, so you haven't seen our uh, or you haven't seen Megan burn in hell yet, huh? All right. What? <laughs> what? Oh, sorry. Did I ruin something?
0: Spoiler, man. Jeez. <laughs> um. Yeah. They also say. Um, <laughs> It was in for inspiration for uh whatever happened to baby jane and flowers in the attic not inspiration. Oh, interesting
2: types. similar types
0: yeah. um but yeah that's the story of blanche monnier and yeah that was really weird finding out that there was a true story uh that escape room it was kind of a cool escape room I'll get, I'll get that um nice but yeah that was, a, that was a trippy trippy story
1: so 25 years man. Uh, to, that's crazy i mean like just uh to think that you know it's like all those people that were over there like she's banging on the floor or something and They're like oh we've got you know leaky pipes you know something like that where it's <laughs> like you know don't worry about that groaning and kicking it's just the the plumbing backing up again
0: we we used to show up at the end of the escape room sometimes we'd show up with like a wig and some like some like rags on and she you know what I mean like like
2: a I'm for, yeah, like,
0: now I feel so bad
1: like, I don't so you didn't know about the story before working there
0: well I knew I knew it was like based on a true story but I didn't know they used like everything like they like tons of stuff from the story it was kind of a cool escape room though I'm not gonna lie
1: I see yeah that's tough uh, especially when you know you're kind of eh, having fun at someone else's expense
0: right yeah and and uh none of none of the proceeds i'm sure are going to the
1: that's... <laughs> all i could think of was zelda from pet cemetery when you were talking about it
0: oh uh, okay that's what i was thinking
1: of do you know what i'm talking about in the original pet cemetery yeah
0: the first one right yeah, yeah. she's
1: like the crate okay. she's like the aunt up and uh, locked up I mean, she's not locked up in there but she's all same thing she's all old and decrepit and
0: stuck in mm-hmm. bed and stuff um but that yeah, first story sounds way worse. What's that? They actually, uh, they ha- they took a picture of her when they first went into the room. Oh my gosh. But that, uh, Google that right now man. check that out. Mm. It's mm. it's crazy.
2: Yeah, I can imagine. Um, this makes me feel guilty. So, okay. I always feel guilty kind of about this. Um, And if David Wally hears this, I love you, David Wally, and I thank you for the opportunity for working on the Queen Mary, but all of the Queen Mary's characters are based off of people who actually lost their lives on the boat, which I will talk about in our Queen Mary episode. Stay tuned. Well,
0: that's also why I used to hate when people would hate on the Ouija board. It's like, wait a minute, this whole event is messed up. This whole event does not respect the
2: dead. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Half Hatch Harry. Henry, yeah. Or Henry or whatever it's yeah. called. Uh, I have a list for my the Queen Mary episode of all of the characters that were based off of real people. You know, uh, Graceful Gale and Scary Mary who's based off of Jackie and it's just like, it's very sad. You know, the chef. You know, all of those are really uh, sad. The chef was a real cook who was shoved into an oven on the boat. Uh, mm. Half Harry was a poor soldier Man. who got stuck in a hatch.
0: When when we when we did uh, we had to do uh, photos for uh, the chef and the captain and all the main characters for Dark Harbor one year. <laughs> and the chef was like a new character, and like yeah, everybody was learning about. Oh, it's based on like a real, real person. Like the person got shoved in the oven, and Matt, the guy who had to do the pictures for the chef, he was the actor. He got put in the actual oven, and the photographer told him that. He was like, "What? I'm I'm like what? That. No, no, no. no. Oh no! no. <laughs> yeah, because no. Mont's, like not like he's a little bit I mean, of a scaredy he's, cat. He's a little bit more know? timid than Do you remember? Some, some, do you remember like,
2: when we took him into the the pool? Yeah, and he I was
0: yeah he was. Like,
2: so we went down into the second class pool. We weren't supposed to go there, but we went because we did a lot of things we weren't supposed to. love you, David Wally. <laughs> um, I love you. Uh, and there's this button on the wall for the like the you know, night tours. and the button on the wall starts the whole show of the pool, which does like all the lights in the pool. It, and ma- it,
0: it makes it seem like a ghost is like fr- walking through the pool and then like walking out of it and then
2: like the door opens. it's
0: actually pretty cool. but yeah, it's, it's totally like it's on the actual ghost tour, not like the event, the haunted event. it's kind of weird. uh
2: well basically like the lights go and it's supposed to be like you know the tour guides obviously has narration that goes along with the story and at one point the lights just cut out and it goes completely black but I didn't tell, uh, Matthew about any of that. Uh, I just hit the button and I was like, Oh, let's look at the lights, whatever. Uh, and then the lights just cut out and automatically he just like grabbed me. And this guy is like, maybe like six foot two, uh, bigger, bigger dude. And he like let out a little (gasps) and like grabbed me and like, it like shocked me. Like I was like, like, why is he hugging me? What's happening? And the lights came on. He's like, and he was so mad at me. He was mm-hmm. like, why didn't you tell me? And I was like, oh my God, you were, he was like legitimately scared. And I felt really bad. Um, So yeah, that guy had to crawl into the actual oven. <laughs> I feel kind of bad for him. That's hilarious. Little side tangent there. Um, what you got for us, James?
0: So-
1: okay. You guys had me study a uh, Miss Annalise Michel. And uh she is from Germany. She was uh, born in West Germany. Town. Uh she was actually born on my wife's birthday, uh September twenty-first, nineteen fifty-two. My wife was not born in
0: nineteen fifty-two. I was
1: about to say, man. I'm hmm. not married. I'm in the older ladies, but not that old. <laughs> <laughs> so uh she was born in west Germany, like i said and uh pretty normal childhood it seems uh, they don't really give much background on her um other than that um her family family was very religious and um very heavy very heavy into the catholic church uh, i believe that they said they would she would attend mass twice a week which isn't have a heavy rotation in the church i feel but
0: you heavy know for me.
1: yeah i mean most <laughs> people only go once and she went twice um, at 16, she has a, a pretty bad seizure and, um, she's diagnosed when she gets to the doctor, she's diagnosed with a uh, temporal lobe epilepsy. Okay. And, uh, she ends up having two more episodes of this. And she also becomes uh, diagnosed with depression and admitted into a psychiatric hospital. Now, um, this is around, uh, around when she's about a little over 20. Um, she, she does go to, after the second or third seizure, she does start to attend school. Uh, she's in college and uh, a lot of people kind of, uh, they, they kind of referred to her as, as kind of withdrawn and, uh, very religious. They, everyone knew that she was very religious, but she seemed a little bit withdrawn in school and, and then the seizures continue to happen. And so she pulled herself out of school Um, and was admitted to to the uh, psychiatric hospital for that, um, to get her, you know, diagnosis and stuff. She starts getting prescribed all sorts of drugs to help with the seizures, to help with, uh, um, hearing things. She starts to hear things like voices and stuff. Um, but before this really becomes a huge problem, um, uh, she's, she's trying to deal with it. She's taking the drugs and she's trying to kind of live a normal life, I think, and, Uh, She goes out uh, like on a, with a friend to go to um, like a pilgrimage kind of thing, like a religious pilgrimage kind of thing or a religious trip, you know, not necessarily a pilgrimage, but like an outing where everyone is uh, of the same faith. And uh, while she's there um, one of the priests uh, basically um, realizes that she's acting strange and she won't, um, she won't like, she's becoming um, intolerant of like religious objects So like, you know, crosses are bothering her and she doesn't want to go near the church. Um, Mm -hmm. She's, she's hearing voices. She's hearing voices that say like, you know, you're, you're, you're damned. You're going to hell, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, And when she's at the church, like she wouldn't drink. Apparently she wouldn't drink from this well. That was a blessed well, like a, like a Christian well or something like that. Um, uh, She, She couldn't drink water from a Christian Holy Spring. As they said, um, they were trying to take her into a into into prey at one point, and she every time she got close to the building, she said that the soil was burning her feet, and uh, that every time that she tried to, uh, like you know, basically every time that she tried to enter, she'd have to go to a different. Like she, she tried going through the back door and this and that. And every time she got close to the building, she'd start feeling this burning sensation and 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 screaming and stuff. She would see pictures of saints, and she said that they were like blinding her that the lights were blinding her from, you know, these pictures. So she definitely was showing signs of, of, of strange occurrences that are happening to her.
2: Yeah. But it kind of Um, sounds like schizophrenia or mental illness. Like there's a few mental illnesses. I mean, I'm obviously not an expert, but that will cause you not to want to drink liquids. mm -hmm. You know, like I know rabies will make you not want to drink liquids, but not, that is not a mental illness, but, mm-hmm. uh, dementia will make you not want to drink liquids. Um, and I'm just saying this as like a super non-expert, but I'm also not going to blame everything on religion either.
1: Sure. Absolutely. No, it's, it's good to discuss wow. and question things. Absolutely.
2: But also um, think, like the environment was at the time, if they're like, oh, here's a cross and we're shoving it in your face you know
1: right right you know, absolutely
2: it's definitely and when some religion is so hyper focused like yeah it's hard to say really you know it could absolutely be, it could be um you know minute amount of schizophrenia which uh i do know develops a lot in in your 20s you could be pretty normal for most of your life and then you hit your early to mid twenties and it can develop in that time frame. I don't know. How old was she when this was happening?
1: Um, she's well, her first seizure was at 16, but when she, she was about 20 when she starts doing the whole, like, I can't be yeah. near a church thing. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it would seem that, so it seems that like, it, cause they're, they're kind of vague on it's hard to make out a timeline from when you're reading about this, by the way, I got most of this stuff from Wikipedia. Um, I did a lot of stuff. I did a lot of things on YouTube. So I don't have any specific names on YouTube, but there's a lot of videos and I'll talk more about that later about it. But, um, I, I kind of just, I always check one source and then read a few other sources to see if things line, uh, line up or if one is way off than the other one. Uh, and this one was one of the few stories that I've seen that every story I read, pretty much everything lined up, uh, the same, you know, little details here and there, but I mean, I think a lot of that stuff could be embellished or, or whatnot um you know to make this the case sound a little bit more frightening and you know strange uh because i mean a lot of the stuff i'm curious is how, how they could have proven it but regardless it makes for a for a good story and and i'd say at least you know 75 of it is 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 truth you know um but it's always the little details especially going back to that you know the madame lalori thing we were talking about you were talking about the the lady from uh, new orleans you know her story has been embellished over the years which is a story i think you guys heard and i heard on the haunted tour and you right. hear it and it's like this crazy 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 story and then you read about it and it's like okay like you know it still is a crazy story but it certainly didn't get to the reaches that were being told to us you know yeah mm-hmm. so um okay so she's She's about 20 years old and, and these are over the next few years, she's taking this medication and it's not working. Nothing seems to be, seems to be helping. And she basically asks her parents to, to get a priest, like to, to find a priest, because she's like, I must be, you know, I must be possessed. I'm hearing these voices. I'm seeing these things. I'm having these, you know, aversions to, to, uh, religious stuff i i'd like to see a priest and so their parents agree and so they get they they um they get a um a priest uh this is after her becoming you know suicidal and having many symptoms that need medication by the way uh but again the medication isn't working so um she asked the catholic church to intervene and two two priests uh meet with her and feel that uh it's a serious enough um reason that they have to ask for permission to do an exorcism i don't know how much you guys know about exorcisms i don't really know a ton about this stuff i mean obviously you know if you're a horror fan you've seen the exorcist you've seen all these other movies uh one especially that was even based on this case um but uh, in real in the real world let's say uh you have to uh go to the catholic church and and they have to give permission in uh, for these rites to be um performed yeah. so I don't know how much you guys know about that, but
2: yeah, it's not exactly easy to get one, and right. only certain priests are able to do them. Yeah.
1: Right. And I'm sure a lot of people pull this crap to get attention or they're just trying to pull one over on somebody. So they definitely have to they have to go through a lot a series of you know almost interviews, if you will, and they have to be vetted to show, yeah. yeah, this is real a real thing, you know. But yeah, so she so the 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 two priests go over, one's name is Ernst Alt. And the other priest's name is Arnold Renz. So Father Alt and Father Renz or how we refer to them, mm-hmm. um, they go and they they kind of uh, study her, stay you know visit the parents, see how she's doing, um, and they, they're they're seeing that she's physically worsening, that she's she's starting to get um, you know she's she looks physically worse, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Um, she's aggressive. Uh, she's Performing self-injury on herself. Now she's doing strange things like she's drinking her own urine. Um she's eating insects, like they're seeing her eating bugs and spiders and stuff. Um, one one place I saw that she was naked underneath a table and was barking like a dog for two days. Um, she even ate a dead bird at one point. So these, you know, this is this is the part I'm saying that might be slightly embellished here, but,
2: but some know, of that's clearly- like mental illness. Well. that could be
1: it too absolutely.
2: Um, absolutely i also heard that they were like extremely religious and she would like do multiple uh, like genuflections which is where you like kneel on your knees to
1: mm-hmm. like
2: pray but she would like throw herself like multiple times onto her right
1: like, i leg. that's funny i do have that later on in the story absolutely oh sorry that's no, okay i had to actually look that word up because i had never heard that term before or heard that word before um but yeah, so they're seeing this, the two priests are seeing this and they go to their, their, uh, I think it's the archbishop or whatever it is. Uh, I'm sorry if I didn't write that down. Uh, but they basically get permission from the Catholic Catholic church to start performing these, these rites. So, um, they're ordered to total secrecy. Um, and she, she stops eating. She voluntarily stops eating. Um, she, again, she, this, a lot of this, a lot of the story at least says that she kind of had um, say in everything that was going on. She was the one that wanted the, exor- the uh, priest to come to perform the exorcism. She was the one that wanted to stop eating. Uh, she was the one that felt that she was possessed. so it was it, it's at least spun in that direction that way that she was aware of what was going on and wanted this help and wanted to stop taking the drugs because they weren't helping her, um, wanted to stop seeing the doctors because they weren't helping her. you know So a lot of this seemed like it was coming from herself. Um, yeah, her parents stopped consulting on doctors on her request um, and they basically were relying solely on the exorcism to to heal their
2: daughter, okay, but like I mean it sounds like she's mentally ill and going through stuff like do we like it's great that she you know has say in her own autonomy or whatever, you know in her own life, but it's like at some point people need to step in and be like, Hey, you don't know what is best for you.
1: Right. You know? You're absolutely right. I mean, if you, do you let a sick person just keep telling you what to do? And you're like, well, she told us to do it. They, she said, you know, cut my hair off and whip me with a rip that she told us to do that.
0: Yeah. Hey, by the way, we're recording. Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
1: Okay. Cause my, my time is frozen on my screen.
2: Um. Sorry yeah, no, yeah, you're still going. We're recording okay. three different things, so you're good. No
1: problem. Um, <clears throat> so uh, th- these priests now come and they they're there for 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 weeks. Um, basically, they do this for almost two months and they perform sixty seven exorcism sessions. Okay, they performed 67 different exorcism sessions God. on her, which is about one or two a week and was up to four hours sometimes for 10 months from 1975
2: to 1976.
1: Oh my God. Okay. So 10 months of her not eating, not like you said, not drinking, doing all these things, having these exorcisms. Um, it, it finally catches up with her and she dies on on July 1st, 1976 malnutrition and dehydration due to semi-starvation state for uh one year all right and she's found kind of going along with Patrick's story she weighed 68 pounds when she's when she died um and going back to what you were saying to she had, had broken knees from continuous genuflections uh she couldn't move without help and she possibly had pneumonia so, so she's she's a wreck, and like you said, and and like you said, genuflection is when the act of getting on your knees and and praying, not doing the the one knee thing, you're doing both knees, and so yeah, I'm sure they were having her constantly getting up and kneeling down and getting up and kneeling down. It literally broke her knees because she was so frail. Um, let's see here. So she wait. Okay, she she six she, sees. So she dies. Um, and the, the priests feel that, uh, they maybe possibly exercised the demon before she died, but that the demons were never going to let her live. They were like, you know, you, you can't have her kind of thing. Now, uh, when you, we talked about YouTube things, when you go on YouTube, if you ever decide to look this up on your own listeners out there, um, there are many, many tapes and many hours, if I'm not mistaken, of recordings of, these exorcisms being performed uh and i'll get into a little bit why they're being recorded um so if you want to hear for yourself what she's talking about and hear the priest doing these exorcisms uh you can hear these things i've listened to a few of them and they're very creepy so aside from kind of going back to what tia said not aside from but going back to what Tia was talking about letting sick people kind of run the show um Are the parents as a religious parent, as two religious parents, are you more leaning towards, I I think my daughter really is truly sick because of these seizures, because of this epilepsy, because of these mental issues that are not being uh, fixed from medication. Is our daughter just genuinely sick and thinking these things and imagining things and, and is only into this religion because of, you know, the life that we've lived with her or Is she truly something that we think is possessed? And when you hear these tapes, it makes you wonder, man, is she really telling? Is this really, really happening? Because there's different voices and there's different sounds. And, you know, she's saying things that she wouldn't have known historically. So, yeah, it is kind of convincing. And as a person who's a skeptic, not necessarily not believing in it, but totally not buying into it either, it's tough to make up your mind and say, this is genuine. I really do think that there is possibly some kind of demonic soul or that something that's taken over this person. Uh, personally, I think that it could happen only because of, you know, again, going back to that person of friend of mine who channels, if she can let in a spirit into her body. And I believe that that's true, that she is letting somebody into her body, then why couldn't, a something evil force their way into somebody and, and kind of take over their body. Absolutely. You know, uh and i told you with with my channeling sessions i've done two of them and and i still walk away with them with some sort of i don't want to say confusion but just kind of like skepticism but then again when i listen to those tapes again i hear the facts laid out in front of me and i can't deny that i i feel like it's true so can exorcisms be done absolutely do you, or not absolutely but yes i think so um do i think that this is a case of her being possessed sure absolutely i i didn't want to listen to the tapes too much because i was telling patrick last night that i was listening to a few of them before i went to bed and i was like this is really not a good idea to do." <laughs> so I uh, you know hearing that stuff it, it's definitely creepy it's definitely weird um and it's the typical exorcism movie voice thing that you've heard in the movies you know um some of these some of these uh the the websites were alluding to the fact that this could have inspired the movie, the exorcist. And I believe the exorcist came out before this case happened. Yeah. I think the exorcist was released in like 1971 or something, right? 72.
0: Yeah. The exorcist was based off of a a boy that was supposedly possessed in Boston.
2: Yeah.
1: And this came, excuse me, this one took place in 1975 to 1976. So, excuse me.
2: But
0: so, like was we, this the inspiration for the exorcism of Emily Rose?
1: Yes. So that there is a movie and that was the movie oh. that uh, is that's okay. Um, so yeah, so it was, it was the exorcism of Emily Rose is definitely based off of this there. And they said that this movie is one of the few that actually kind of uh, inspires what I'm about to tell you as well. And that is that uh, after she dies in 1976, um, her parents and both the priests are charged with negligent homicide um so they're actually brought up on charges uh, stemming from this it's not just well well that was an exorcism and the demons one case closed you know it's like they're like no this person died and she was under your care the two parents and so uh let's let's take it to trial so they're charged with negligent homicide and there is a trial in 1978 and they are found guilty of manslaughter from negligence uh all of them so The priests are um, given a six month jail sentence. And that ends up being reduced to three years probation. And there was a law, uh, a certain law that you for the parents, um, you could be charged with a murder, or or you could be charged with the crime. And then basically, the um, you were, you were not given a sentence, and the parents were not given a sentence because they, they quote, suffered enough. So, excuse me. yeah, so because the parents, you know, went through this trauma and this and that, that they were, they did, they were convicted of the crime. So they do have that sentence around their necks, but they did not have to do any jail time or anything like that.
2: But at no point they were like, but no point they were like, well, she needs to eat. She needs to have well, liquids. Well, That's, she needs that's to- the thing.
0: It's like, yeah, they're like, I understand, you know, you want to perform your exorcism, but yeah, there should have been one point where you strap her down and put a fucking IV in her right you know like it's as much as like you know like i would like you know you want to play devil's advocate and understand you know the experience especially from a super religious family you know and you want to give someone the opportunity to do whatever they want to do but yeah like you'd have to at one point be like yeah 10 months without eating or drinking regularly you need to Stop whatever you know, stop whatever you're doing and feed the person, get them hydrated, and then you can go back to your witchcraft.
1: Right. (laughs) They don't don't really say,
0: you know, they gave
1: her soup and then she did the pea soup thing with her head flying around. You know, I mean, it wasn't really any of that in there. It just kind of was like she decided to stop eating, and they were like, okay.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That
0: that seems weird. She's not in her right mind.
2: She's not in her right mind to be making those decisions. That's when somebody needs to come in who is her guardian that needs to be like, hey, you know, we need to get her to a facility where they can put an IV on her, where they can put a feeding tube down her throat. Yeah, we can pray. We can do whatever juju we want to fucking do, you know, but.
0: So she's 20, she's 20. She's 20 years old. So. Uh, the power of attorney wouldn't be to the parents. It would be to her, but also the doctor who um, I think is the most at fault. Right. It yeah. wasn't there. Well, There's the doctors
1: that. weren't even involved after like, you know, six months before she died. They were like, you know, we're done seeing doctors
2: but He's clearly know? mentally ill. So that, that falls under a conservatorship, right? Conservatorship. Yeah, I don't know. Something don't like know, that where that's just, she's yeah, that's she's that. not mentally capable to take care of herself. So, therefore, the next of kin, which would be her parents, you know, would have to be responsible for her because she's not mentally capable. But that's know? what I'm
0: saying. I think someone has to declare her mentally capable before that can happen.
2: Yeah, but yeah. they never did because they're blaming it on honest, religion.
0: Right. That's crazy oh. though. I kind of, I, I need to listen to those recordings and kind of, I mean, you know, yeah. the, we, the the, the r- recordings thing always trips me out. Cause like, yeah, it's like stuff like you, you know, you haven't heard before, but also, I, I don't know. I used to uh, watch those you know documentaries of eight year old speaking in tongues. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and then realizing like, Oh, well you guys are, I mean, you guys are obviously, just pretending yeah you know and like it, but it's like when you have an adult doing that that can be very convincing sure you know? yeah it, it, it was definitely um
1: definitely an interesting tale i mean I, I also found it um uh interesting as well that that her parents were brought up on charges and were convicted of manslaughter you know i i thought that was an interesting spot I uh, i had never heard of priests being put into jail as well, well, almost being put into jail. <laughs> for this.
2: Yeah, you know,
1: at least for not you know doing other things to people. <laughs> yeah, didn't do. But um, <clears throat> after uh, after the trial, they actually had her body exhumed and studied. Um, they didn't find anything crazy. They they the coffin that she was buried in was kind of a a ratty coffin, so they had her put into a nicer coffin uh, and moved to a burial site, and that that place is now kind of a pilgrimage place for people to go. I guess they said one of the spots said uh, a lot of people like to visit visit her grave. Um, yeah, it moved, inspired the movie, the Emily Rose story. We talked about that, the exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, Did you watch that one? I, ha- I saw it a long time ago, like when it came out.
0: Right, me too. Uh,
1: so I don't recall um, okay. much of the movie. I think if I recall the one scene that really freaked me out, and I think it's from that movie, was when I think her boyfriend or something was sleeping on a bed and she was on the floor, like all curled up and like, you know, doing her exorcist thing. Uh, I think that's from that movie. And I was like, Ooh, that was a creepy scene. Um, other than that, I, I mean, I like courtroom movies, so I should go back and watch it again. Cause I do enjoy courtroom dramas and that's kind of, I
2: remember watching that movie and thinking like, Oh my God, this is the most boring, uh, horror movie I've ever seen because it's literally <laughs> courtroom drama. But now knowing that, it is based on an actual case and the courtroom stuff is real like i probably have a better appreciation
1: sure i like courtroom movies so i was i wasn't riveted but i mean i enjoyed the fact that they kind of mashed the two genres together
2: yeah
1: um i thought that was interesting um you were uh, fun fact well not fun fact but just kind of an interesting side note i the 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 stock photo that they kind of used for her from her from when she was in college uh i i showed it to my wife and she said that. She looks like, uh, Kirsten Dunst in the photo. So if you're ever interested in the photo, if you ever look up her story and see the photo of it, that to me, she looks a little, she looks remarkably like Kirsten Dunst in 19, you know, 1972 or something like that. You know, um, I did, uh, they did one of the, one of the major or one of the most popular, um, segments of her doing the exorcism and them, them talking to her, uh, it was that shes she had she said that she had six demons inside of her, and uh the names of the six demons were as follows: uh Satan or Lucifer, whichever one take your pick, whichever name you like uh but also Cain was in there um judas uh Hitler, Nero, and Fleischmann, who was a disgraced priest um Nero kind of,
2: who was, was a bad guy yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, a who's who of bad guys. Here's your top five. Coming in at number six,
0: <laughs>
1: uh, Nero was a Roman Empire, or excuse me, a Roman emperor uh, who was known for a very, a very debaucherous living, and uh he was supposedly the one who fiddled as Rome burned. If you've ever heard that saying? That's uh, right. Judas, we know. Cain, I forgot to look up. I, I meant to. I was like, oh, the rest.
0: I killed. thought it was The Undertaker's
1: brother, but no.
0: Yeah, Cain killed Abel, killed his brother,
1: yeah. Killed, killed Abel, okay, but not The Undertaker, right? We're talking about
0: <laughs>
2: not
1: the Bible, but okay. God. Yes, uh, yes. And then, uh, you know, obviously everyone knows uh, our, uh, the world's favorite bad guy, Hitler.
2: Hitler. Um, uh, so. uh, or Judas, if you've ever seen Jesus Christ Superstar is the main character. Um. <laughs> All right, there you go.
1: There you go so um yeah so it, it was a, a you know again it, like you were talking about a different kind of story in the fact that it, this girl was like I have problems mom and dad do you need to help me and they were like we totally whatever you think is right we'll do and it was kind of more of like just a you know we got to do what's best for our daughter and this is what she said is best for her and uh you know they they thought they were helping you know um obviously the church Thought it was real enough to, to give the okay on this exorcism from to happen. Um by the way, uh the, the ritual that they used on him was called the the ritual rituale romanum sixteen fourteen. I don't know if you've ever heard that before. That's the that's the the um official name for the exorcism rites that they use. Interesting. Yeah. Rituale Romanum 16 from 1614 um but yeah to you know to, to to if you don't hear the 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 tapes and and of course the family used these tapes in the courtroom that's kind of what i was alluding to with the, talking about the cassette tapes um they recorded these things cuz they use them for you know to to bring back to church for proof and to kind of go over things but also in court they use these recordings to be like, look, listen to her. She's clearly needs help. And, you know, this and that. And obviously it didn't sway the jury. Um, but if you listen to them and, and, and you hear them, it's, it definitely adds credence to their side of the story. You know what I mean? Um, if you don't listen to those and you choose not to, which is fine, it's a little bit less uh, convincing, let's say to hear this story from me to say like, you know, well, of course she was clearly possessed. You know, you just think, oh, no, like you said, you're, their daughter is sick and they're very religious and they feel well she must be possessed because this medication clearly isn't working and she's been taking it for five years and nothing the doctors can do is helping her and she's getting worse and you know doing all these crazy fucking things so um so i would say if you want to give this story a chance and and really weigh it out listen to the tapes and then go back to the story
0: yeah i'm gonna, i'm gonna Check out some of the tapes,
2: yeah. Yeah, we
1: should play them at the end of the podcast. Yeah. I, there's some good ones that are only, like, a few seconds long, and there's, I think there's whole sessions in there, too. Um, But, you know, it looks like, it, you know, it, she's definitely having full-on conversations with the priests, you know. They're mm-hmm. asking her, you know, why why don't you like Jesus, and why are you acting like this, you know. She kept saying that she had to repent for other people's sins, basically. she was. Whoa. Coming- sacrificing herself it seemed
2: what i heard was so like yeah we did kind of study this a little bit thinking it was pat's story um mm-hmm. but she would sleep on the floor of her room instead of in her bed mm-hmm. to atone for the sins of drug addicts that had to sleep on the streets mm. so she I didn't would see that. I'm going to sleep on the floor because they don't get to sleep in their beds and atone for their sins.
1: Hmm, I didn't see that one. That's interesting.
2: Is like, yeah, it, it, it already sounds extreme from the beginning and self self deprecating and it's, it's just very odd, you know, how is that helping drug addicts? But it's this whole, like I have a, a lot of. Oh, my phone just died again. I have a lot of opinions about religion, you know. And I think prayer is great for when it be when it comes to yourself, and sometimes for other people, sending good vibes is definitely great. But when it comes to strangers and things like that, you can love and worship and pray all you want, but it's not really doing much good, you know, in the long run. And it can get to an obsessive point pretty quickly. And that's mm-hmm. what it felt like to me is that she was obsessing over something. It became very extreme and just, just got really out of hand very quickly that, you know, tied in with maybe some mental illness or brainwashing or who knows, you know, allergic reaction to something you
1: know yeah and i mean you know i i know you're angry at i know it you seem angry at the parents and and you kind of blame them but i mean i don't think that there was in, any point where they were like almost like you know punishing her like in in patrick's story where you know they clearly yeah. were doing this to punish her and i don't think that they were not feeding her because they didn't want her to live they weren't you know they were just doing what they thought was right and i think that that's why that law was but it not necessarily put into place for them, but they were able to use that law for you know, yes, what you did was wrong, but we, we know you didn't do it because you were trying to hurt your daughter, you know?
2: Yeah. And it's, well, it's
0: also like, what is this? is what 75?
2: It's right? this cult 1975. Yeah. So like, let's, let's, let's assume
0: that, I mean, from my standpoint, medicine isn't exactly mine at that point, you know, or at least, you know, up to snuff. We'll say so like you know even psychiatry is not up to where it should be you know, but, you know that's that's quite a long time ago so it's kind of like uh if you're extremely religious you know and you kind of you see these two opposite sides like very there's, I don't know there's a large contrast and especially back then I think with the lack of knowledge of medicine you know I think it would be really easy to kind of go religious to To have your answers, you know, especially when you're not getting answers from the medicine side,
2: you know. Yeah, religion's always the easy answer. You well, know, I mean, well, yeah, this,
1: there's still people to this day that um, that refuse medicine because of their religious beliefs. They weren't
0: getting an answer, so this was unanswered so they went with that, right? Yeah. Or
2: Or, or really were, they, were they still doing lobot- They were still doing lobotomies and stuff like that at this time. You know, in certain areas of medicine. Yeah. But no, we, but yeah, who really knows? Yeah, I it's really, that's impossible to know.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah.
2: I mean, you could say like, oh yeah, it's, well, it's impossible to know whether it was religion or not. But like, honestly, like in my opinion, there were people who were responsible. There were people who saw that she wasn't eating, that saw that she was neglected and did nothing, and yes, maybe they were caught up in the same brainwashing, caught up in the same thing. As oh, we're just going to pray, but food is food, you know. Water is water. Oh no, you I, know, I
0: agree. At some point, they should have strapped her down and hooked up an IV to her,
2: that's, and got her some medical attention. That's it,
1: you know? And I mean, maybe they did. Wow. I don't. I don't. They don't make it no. clear whether she was, you know, at certain times she would eat and certain times she would reject it.
0: So well, that's another thing. Like, there, um, yeah. There's, there's a few details thing because of yeah, how long that's ago true. that was. Like, because yeah, no one can survive without eating for ten months, right? Like, true. so she had to have been eating something or drinking something,
1: you know? right? Yeah, because they said it was a year, they uh, a year that she basically refused um, the doctors and stuff. This is uh, a semi-starvation state of uh, state for one year while rites are performed so yeah you know for what almost almost a year that she stops and then they start the exorcism for 10 months and yeah i was just surprised i was like holy shit 67 times jesus that's quite a bit that's crazy yeah <laughs> you know and it's gotta be weird for the priest to like showing up and be like well back again hitler here we go you know sit back down and having these conversations with these demons because i mean they're basically just I don't want to say interviewing them, but they're, you know, they're asking her question They're asking them questions and stuff, you know, and it's a back and forth kind of thing. Why are you here? Why are you doing this? Why are you, you know what I mean? That kind of right. thing. So it's, it's like an interview, if you will. And so it's kind of funny that they show up like twice a week to do these sessions with these demons.
0: <laughs> yeah. The-
1: <laughs> you know,
0: yeah. Thank God there was only six in there. Yeah. A long, long, long time
1: seriously but yeah so a very interesting case uh and and again would like me to make me go back and watch uh um the exorcism of emily rose i uh, obviously for those people out there that's one of those movies that is quote based on true events and then that's about it so you got to watch your you got to watch yourself when you watch those movies because a lot of the stuff you're seeing is made up
0: yeah uh, nice I'm gonna. So, I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch the tapes before our, our next meeting, and I'll let you know what I think. Yeah,
1: like I said, just don't do it too right, right before you go to bed. It's definitely creepy. Yeah,
0: you know, like honestly, like me and Tia, like she, we, we sleep to forensic files.
2: I like, fall asleep to unsolved mysteries. Unsolved mysteries, yeah. So. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: That's
1: but that's a different story. I mean, like when you're straight up hearing a demon talk, it's a little unnerving.
0: That's true. Yeah.
1: I mean, I I get it. I told you guys, Robert Stack's voice would like flip my shit every night I went to bed watching Unsolved Mysteries, Right. you know, and I was still okay with it. This is just like straight up, you know, it's, it's like watching The Exorcist right before you go to sleep. It's all that shit. You know I mean? That that movie is not far off when you hear these tapes. Could you
0: imagine Robert Stack being possessed?
1: I don't know which voice would be creepier if he was trying to imitate a
0: dinner, <laughs> or just normal. You know,
1: like, i would like some toast with butter on it damn it uh, you're just freaking
0: uh, out you know let jesus do me <laughs> <laughs> so, uh yeah nice. um, that, was a, that was a good story I, I, yeah
1: good. and yours was very interesting as well to uh to hear this uh you know, it, it it seems, and the situation goes with the uh, the the chick from New Orleans. That it's always like aristocracy that's doing this like weird, crazy shit. That you know, if these rich people well, are like, well, yeah,
0: know, it, rich people just live in their own worlds. You know that they've created. You know, mm-hmm. like, and like I like how it's it totally is inspiration for a lot of fucked up aristocratic stories, like Flowers in the Attic. <laughs> well, oh.
2: Flowers in the Attic wasn't. Necessarily based on it. she might have heard that story, but yeah, uh, not based
0: on, but oh, yeah, uh,
2: similar to inspired it. It's it, uh, who knows? So, VC Andrews was hospitalized for having a fused spine, uh, and spent a lot of her young adulthood into her when she died, unfortunately, hospitalized, and she. Had a handsome doctor who told her a story that when he was growing up, his parents pretended like him and his siblings weren't alive in order to obtain the family fortune. Like, you can get the inheritance if you don't have children, you know, with this person we don't approve of. Similar story to Blanche Bonnier, you know. She had he had said the story to V.C. Andrews and so she decided to write a book about it, you know? And it's very similar because in the second book, she falls in love with this doctor and the themes are very similar. But yeah, just not uncommon <clears throat> for like rich people to be like, oh, you don't get this money unless you do exactly how I say, you know, you have to, Marry this guy that I approve of, or whatever, you know. It's True. so, yeah, it's ridiculous, you know.
1: People, yeah, people jump through hoops to get that.
2: Yeah. Did yeah. you
1: guys see Knives Out? Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that was that's kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Just, oh
0: yeah. I love Daniel Craig's accent. Yeah,
2: they're mad <laughs> that he's leaving money to the <laughs> the maid or whatever his assistant. You know and...
0: Spoiler.
2: Yeah, Like <laughs> If
0: you haven't seen it, guys. Sorry.
2: <laughs> Is it a spoiler? It's been out for a while. You should have seen it by yeah, now.
0: right. Yeah, the knife... <laughs> knives already went back in. It's been out so long. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, that was a that was a cool story. A good episode. Good one. Um, thank you for sharing, Jameson. Thank you for being... Photographer, camera
1: person. And thank you for your story. It was equally as uh,
0: interesting. I I do what I can. And thanks to me for
2: drinking this wine and hanging out and filming until my phone died.
0: Hey, thank you for joining us at Hollywood's Haunted, the podcast. Uh, You can visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash hhthepodcast where you can support some starving... Artists, because Jameson is like sixty pounds right now. <laughs> with
1: knees, bro, with broken We've knees.
0: Been talking uh, a lot of demonic language, so if you'd like to save Jameson, check out our Patreon. <laughs> don't uh,
1: Doing mad genuflections, dude. Uh, I'll edit most That's of the
0: yeah. um, Don't save Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time. Uh, you, if you guys have any questions, comments, or unsolicited Hollywood's testimonials, haunted, you can message haunted, us at
2: hollywoodshaunted.gmail.com. And join us on Patreon Hollywood's at, haunted, Hollywood's at, Hollywood's at haunted,
1: haunted,
0: patreon.com. Oh, yeah.
2: Join us
1: on Patreon at patreon.com. The podcast. Keep